0: differentiation is important. And, and that's part of why I created the Do Well and Do Good Challenge for this show. But be sure that you aren't just using a busy niche as an excuse to avoid chasing your dreams. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 31, and I am so excited to have you here for another one of these mini episodes of the Do Well and Do Good podcast. Before I jump into today's topic, If you have been enjoying the show, it would mean the world for you to take 30 seconds to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. Your five-star reviews go such a long way in helping new people to discover this podcast. And I would just love your help in spreading this message really as wide and far as we can. Of course, as always, if you love this episode and find value from it, then share it with one or two people who you think might find value from it also. Now, without further ado, today I want to debunk one of the big limiting beliefs that I think so often holds us back from doing something that we want to do. You might find yourself in a position where you, you know, think of a side hustle you're interested in or there's a product you want to sell or a blog you want to start, a podcast you want to create. And then you'll go onto Google, you'll search for, you know, this idea and you'll see that someone else is already doing it. So often this just, you know, it's it kills your enthusiasm and it causes us to just stop dead in our tracks and give up on the idea. I want to encourage you not to do that, but first there is an important caveat which is that It is important to niche down. Look, it's always going to be easier to find success in a niche when it's not flooded with hundreds of other people who are trying to do the exact same thing. But if you have an idea that you are just over the moon excited about, and then you see that someone else is already doing it or doing something very similar, that should not be an immediate stop sign. Do not proceed. It's really about figuring out how you can differentiate yourself. I just finished recording a podcast episode with James Swanick. James is an amazing guest, former ESPN Sports Center anchor, um, really remarkable, inspiring guy. And you won't be able to hear his interview until the first week of January. But I want to tell you a little anecdote that he shared with me in his interview to give you a little sneak peek and illustrate this point. See, James is the founder of Swanwick Sleep, and they sell those blue light blocking glasses that you might have seen um, somewhere on the internet. So basically, the idea is that you wear these glasses in the hour before you go to bed, and it blocks the blue light that is coming to you from your computer screen, your phone screen, your bathroom lights, your television. And that is what signals to your brain that it's nighttime and that your body should prepare to go to sleep. When James discovered these blue light blocking glasses there were already dozens of companies that were selling these but he noticed one really important detail and that was that no one had actually made them fashionable see all of the options that were on the market at that time were these really like clunky um you know almost goggles <laughs> that were just bright orange and there was there was really um nothing out there that someone would be interested in wearing really in their own home, let alone in public. And so James had this idea, you know, what if we put blue light blocking lenses in stylish glasses, you know, almost like Ray-Ban style. He went ahead and actually did that. And in the first 12 months, James sold over $1 million worth of these glasses. That is the power of differentiation. That's the power of taking something that's already working, a product that's already selling, and just making it a little bit better. Now, I want to give you a second example that is very, very different and very personal to me. And it is all about why I almost didn't create this podcast. See... I had been wanting to start a podcast and I had come up with the concept for this show. I'd come up with the name, Do Well and Do Good. And I was just so so excited about this and i knew that it was now or never you know it was time for me to move on this idea and create this so what i did was i explained the concept to a good friend of mine travis chapel travis is a very successful podcaster he runs the show build your network which is an absolutely incredible show you should definitely check out but when i explained do well and do good to him the first thing he said was oh it's like chris harder's show Now, at the time, I had never heard of Chris Harder. Uh, You may recognize that name if you heard episode 24 of this podcast because I was actually fortunate enough to have Chris on the show. But at the time, I didn't know who he was. And when I looked him up, I discovered his podcast For the Love of Money. For the Love of Money is a massively successful show. And what I realized is that it's basically the exact same concept as mine. This idea that I had in my head, this vision of do well and do good, someone had already created it. It was Chris. And so this just started the talk tracks, you know, going crazy about how, you know, I couldn't do it, it already existed. I listened to Chris's show and it was of course amazing, and so I thought, who is ever going to listen to my podcast when this other podcast already exists? Now after some encouragement from friends and mentors I decided to push forward anyway and create do well and do good. But I also had this problem which was that I have looked up to Chris Harder as a virtual mentor really. You know he has created, you know this unbelievable community and he is impacting people's lives in such massive ways. So I had this kind of dichotomy in me of First, desperately wanting to know Chris and learn from him and really be a part of his world, but also being terrified to actually meet him. I was terrified because I thought the second that I explain my podcast, I explain Do Well and Do Good, he's going to think I'm copying him. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to say, what the heck? She discovered my show and then she created the exact same thing. This really had me dreading the idea of ever actually meeting Chris in person. Fast forward several months, I launched the show and I was going to the Thrive conference. And Chris was there. He and his wife, Lori, were actually speakers at Thrive. And right as they were leaving the conference, I was with Travis, who I'd mentioned before. And he um, knows Chris and Lori. So he actually grabbed me, ran up to them... And went to introduce me. Now, I told Chris and Lori, you know, what Do Well and Do Good was about. They immediately said that they loved it. They both offered to be a guest on the show. And I ended up interviewing Chris. After the interview, we were, you know, just chatting a little bit once I pressed stop record. And I got up the guts to admit this to him, to basically tell him that I almost didn't create this podcast. Because I saw for the love of money and thought, oh my gosh, you know, it's already been done. And Chris's advice really stuck with me. He said, thank goodness that you didn't let that stop you. The analogy that he gave me was that it would be like Chevy not making cars because Ford was already making cars. Chris explained to me that. Everyone has their own voice and people will resonate with different shows. They'll resonate with your specific way of delivering your message. See, differentiation is important. And and that's part of why I created the Do Well and Do Good Challenge for this show. But be sure that you aren't just using a busy niche as an excuse to avoid chasing your dreams. When all else fails, there is a Steve Martin quote that I first heard from Travis when he was coaching me through my podcast launch, and it's stuck with me ever since. Steve was asked in an interview what his best advice is for succeeding in show business, and his response was be so good they can't ignore you. And my friends, it really is as simple as that. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to this episode. It really does mean the world to earn your time. And so I appreciate you and I will see you back here next week.